Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following program is being shortwaved overseas by the Armed Forces Radio Service. C-O-L-G-A-T-E, Colgate presents Bilstern. With the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Bilstern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man is on the air. Bilstern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man with stories rare. Take his advice and you'll look keen, you'll get a shave that's smooth and clean, you'll be a Colgate brushless fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, this is Bill Stern bringing you the 286th edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Tonight we're broadcasting from the city of Chicago, and here in Chicago, our guest is the famous comedian, Mr. Henny Youngman, but first, real one, portrait of a man to remember. Many great stories have come out of this present war, but this is a story that came out of the last war, a sports story. A story of a young boy from Harvard University. This boy was like millions of other Americans. He was a good athlete, a great baseball player. He was big and strong. He weighed close to 200 pounds. But when the last war broke out, he forgot all about his sports career at Harvard, and he enlisted in the Army. He was sent to France, where he became a captain. And as a captain, this former Harvard athlete distinguished himself in battle, for it was he who led his company into the famous Battle of the Argonne Forest. And as his men advanced against the merciless German machine gun fire, it was this same captain who, by his own courage, time after time led the advance until finally his men had pushed ahead so far that he found his company completely surrounded by Germans. But he refused to surrender. He was determined to lead his company back to safety. And then, then this captain had an idea. Even though his company was surrounded by Germans, maybe, maybe under cover of darkness... Maybe under cover of that darkness, one person could slip through those surrounding German lines and could reach the main American forces in the rear to ask for help. At least it was worth a try. And so late that night, this captain began to crawl quietly through no man's land, trying to slip through the German lines that surrounded his company. He crawled forward a foot at a time. It was slow, torturous work. He could hear the German sentries talking. He passed the first one, then another. On all sides of them were German soldiers, not knowing that he was there. One false step and he was through, but he kept on, scarcely daring to breathe. He crawled through mud, over dead bodies, under barbed wire, but on he went until finally the American lines appeared in front of him. And then, then he saw his first American sentry softly called out to the American sentry not to shoot, that he too was an American. The sentry's challenge cut out through the night. Who goes there? Stand still or shoot! Don't shoot! I'm an American captain! My company's surrounded by Germans. I've just crawled through the German lines. Take me to your commanding officer immediately. Not so fast. Don't move. Stay right where you are, and I'll send word back and get an officer out here to identify. I ain't taking no chances just because you're wearing an American captain's uniform. And that sentry did call an officer. He called an American major who was nearby. And the major came forward to identify the American captain. And so it was that an American captain who just crawled through no man's land met an American major. And the two American officers stood quietly talking together when suddenly a German hand grenade landed at their feet. Without a moment's hesitation, the captain threw his body forward, blocking the explosion just as the hand grenade went off. The explosion killed the captain 
But the captain's heroic action had saved his fellow officer's life. And so a major lived, thanks to the bravery of a certain captain. Maybe you'd like to know who that captain was. In the beginning of this story, I said he was a great athlete. Well, he was. For he was the famous third baseman of the New York Giants. His name was Eddie Grant. And strangely enough, Eddie Grant was the only Major League Baseball player to be killed in the last war. And he never would have been killed if he hadn't given his life to save a fellow officer. And that fellow officer he saved was Major Harry S. Truman, today the president of the United States. Portrait of sports history. Real two. He's the catching half of that great team of factory mates now in their fifth year with the St. Louis Cardinals. He's also one of the best hitters in the big leagues. His name is Walker Cooper. When Walker Cooper got on the receiving end of Colgate Brushless Shave Cream, he wrote me, Dear Bill, I don't get excited very often, but any guy who's suffered like I have from trying to shave off a tough beard every morning is bound to get excited when he discovers this new Colgate Brushless Shave Cream of yours. No kidding, Bill. Colgate Brushless can really make my wire whiskers shave off close and easy without snagging. So thanks for Colgate Brushless and comfortable shaves from Walker Cooper. How many of you men have got that Walker-Cooper combination? I mean, wiry whiskers planted in the sensitive skin. Nine out of ten, I bet you, will look. Colgate Brushless Shave Cream, the shave cream of champions, is made for tough whiskers and tender skin. Smooth and easy, quick and comfortable. With Colgate Brushless keeping moist to the last razor stroke. And Colgate Brushless rinses off your blade and your face in a flash. If you don't agree that Colgate Brushless does everything I say, just send the top of the carton to me, Bill Stern, Cara Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey. And I'll see that you get double your money back. Most druggists now have the big nine-ounce economy size. So get yourself a jumbo jar of Colgate Brushless Shave Cream and get it tonight. Reel three. Colgate's camera close-up of Henny Youngman. We're broadcasting tonight from the Windy City of Chicago. And here in Chicago, one of America's most famous comedians, Henny Youngman, is appearing nightly with George Olson's music in the Empire Room of the Palmer House. Here he is in person, the famous comedy star of stage and radio, Mr. Henny Youngman. Thank you, Bill, and welcome to Chicago. Thank you. Hey, 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 you just, uh, you just came from New York, didn't you? That's right, that's right, yeah. Well, you know, I'm a Brooklyn boy. Oh? Hey, tell me, uh, Bill, what goes with my Brooklyn Dodgers? Look, Henny, please, please, you're a comedian. Never mind those Brooklyn Dodgers. Come on, make with the jokes. <laughs> Listen now, Bill, the Dodgers are funnier than any jokes I know of. <laughs> How do you mean? Well, take for an example a time when Casey Stengel hit a home run. And as he crossed home plate... He tipped his cap to the crowd. And as he removed his cap, a live bird flew out from under the cap. <laughs> That's one time he gave the bird to the fans. I guess so. Go on, Henny. Tell me more about those Brooklyn Dodgers. All right, Bill. You asked for it. Another time the Dodgers are losing a game because all three umpires are calling every close play against them. So in the ninth inning, in honor of those three umpires, the band starts to play a number entitled Three Blind Mice. <laughs> I remember that one, Henny. <laughs> And remember the time Babe Herman misjudged a fly ball, and instead of catching it, it landed on top of his head? Ouch, yes, I remember. <laughs> but look, Bill, did you ever realize the Dodgers have another side, too? What do you mean, Henny? Well, I mean their war record. Thirty-seven men from the Dodgers are now in active service. Their star pitcher, Larry French, was in the invasion of France on D-Day. Another Brooklyn star they used to laugh at was Billy Herman. He's now in the Pacific. Walter Schmeiser, who was slated for third base, is missing in Germany. Johnny Muller and Herb Fash were to be the sensational new infield combination. But neither of them will ever play for Brooklyn again. They died in action. 
Just remember them the next time someone starts poking fun at the Brooklyn Dodgers. Good night, Bill. I think I see what you mean. Thanks so much. Good luck and good night, Henny Youngman. Real four. Profile of a man who refused to quit. This is the story of an athlete. They say that great athletes never come back once they're beaten. Well, maybe. But listen to this story and see if you agree. This story begins on a farm many years ago when a little farm boy of nine rode his pony ten miles through rain and sleet to take some medicine to a sick, sick family. And even though this lad was only nine, he got the medicine there in time. The following year, this lad went out for a school baseball team. He made the team, too, playing shortstop and playing right through one entire game with a broken hand. Next, the lad went out for football. He only weighed 105 pounds at the time. He came on the first night with a broken collarbone. But he didn't quit. He went back out for the game, and the next year he received two cracked ribs. But he stuck at it. And in his senior year, he not only made the team, but he ran the opening kickoff back 86 yards for a touchdown. But it was in track that this boy was set to, well, really attract his first national fame. He went out for the high kick, and he set a record of 8 feet 6 inches, which still stands today, although this sport is no longer competed for in modern tracks meets. The years were passing quickly now, and the boy's athletic fame was spreading. He took up bicycle racing, and he toured Europe on his bicycle. Once in Germany, he was arrested four different times in a single day for racing his bicycle. And after each one of those four times he was arrested that day, the German authorities threatened to take his bicycle away from him. The last time, the German judge told him, Ach, you Americans think you own the world. Someday we will show you who is the master. You Americans are stupid. When will you learn this? Boy never forgot that arrogance of the Germans. Soon, he came back to the United States. He went to college. He continued his athletic career. In college, he rode on a varsity squad, and while rowing, he developed a great love for boats. For long after his college days were over, he became one of America's greatest yachtsmen, winning trophy after trophy as he sailed his own boat from New York to Maine. One day in 1921, he was, as usual, sailing his boat up the coast of Maine. It was a beautiful day when suddenly he saw a forest fire just beginning on shore. Quickly, he landed his boat and started to fight the fire. That evening, when that fire was finally put out, he was tired. But he wasn't so tired that he couldn't take a swim to cool himself off. And so, without thinking of his weakened condition after fighting the fire, he plunged right into the icy water. The next day, he was sick. So sick that he could hardly move. Two days later, a solemn-faced doctor spoke the dreaded words. This man is very sick. He may live, he may not. If he does live, his athletic career is finished. He will never walk again. He can never, never come back. But that doctor was wrong. This athlete did come back. This athlete who'd played baseball with a broken hand, football with cracked ribs, who'd set a track record that still stands today... Yeah, he came back. He came back to become the president of the United States. You see, his name was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He didn't become a champion in any sport. And yet he was the greatest champion that sports have ever had. One never thinks of a man with infantile paralysis as a champion, but paralysis never stopped Franklin Roosevelt. No. In fact, he'd never have even had paralysis if it hadn't been for sports and... When I first heard the tragic news of his death, I tried to think of something appropriate that would sum up everyone's feelings for this man. And I remembered a simple inscription that's over the Arlington Military Cemetery. There at Arlington, as you know, America's war heroes are buried. But I think this inscription, which was meant for them, applies equally well to President Roosevelt. 
for it says, Sleep well, soldier. You are not forgotten. Profile of a man who refused to quit. Real five. Since we're in Chicago tonight, here's one of the best in the West, Don Elder. You know, Colgate Brushless Shave Cream is one big reason why millions of men have given up the old brush and mug. Colgate is one brushless cream that doesn't dry out on your face, doesn't let your razor pull or snag, doesn't smart or sting, and when you're through, washes off your face and razor in a flash. Get Colgate Brushless in the jumbo jar tonight, and in the morning, enjoy a real championship shave. The tougher your whiskers, the more you'll thank me for telling you about Colgate Brushless Shave Cream, the shave cream of champions. And now, back to Bill Stern. Real six. Colgate Candid Camera catches the story behind the story. Exclusive. Scranton, Pennsylvania. The first pitcher to pitch a no-hit baseball game this year is Ray Newcott of Scranton, Pennsylvania. He pitched this no-hitter despite the fact, ladies and gentlemen, that he only has one leg. Paris, France. The one spot in the French town of Oiselle which was not bombed was the historic tennis court. It is the only undamaged piece of property in this city. Ironically enough, it was on this very tennis court that was not bombed that the French Revolution once began. And that's the 3-0 mark for tonight. Tonight, we've been broadcasting from Chicago. Next Friday night, we'll be back same time, same stations, with another edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Our guest next Friday evening will be one of the most famous orchestra leaders in the nation, Mr. Paul Whiteman. So be sure and be with us at our usual time next Friday night when we present as our guest the one and only Mr. Paul Whiteman. And until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the News of the Day newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. Now, until this same time next Friday evening on behalf of Colgate Shave Cream, this is Bill Stern wishing you all a good, good night from Chicago. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, is on his way. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, had lots to say. He told you tales of sports, he rolled the inside dope. He really knows, so listen in next Friday night. C-O-L-G-A-T-E. Just a minute, Mr. and Mrs. America, don't shut that radio off. May I call a spade a spade? We're short of cars, short of tires, short of gasoline, too. In the near future, these shortages are going to get worse. So please, will you form carpools? Let's say five men are going to work, each in his own car. Well, if they form a carpool, one car can carry all five men, saving cars, gasoline, and tires. You can serve your country by conserving your car. Good night. This program originated in Chicago. This is the National Broadcasting Company. <laughs>